and welcome to the Morning Skate Podcast. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell, here to go through the t- Tuesday, November 14th NHL Daily Fantasy Slate. Uh, DJ, how was your weekend? I literally don't remember the Thursday uh, slate, so how was your weekend? Uh, I mean, yeah, Friday hit that big pick We talked about it a little bit on Saturday, so I'm not going to get into great detail. Saturday, I proceeded to poop my pants. Um was not very happy Sunday morning. Felt like I built a very good football lineup. The pants that I'd already pooped, put pants on. I pooped those pants. And then dominated the NHL slate in uh, underdog. Well, I mean, I had like second, 10th, a bunch of other places and hit a couple of pickums that somehow one of them I really thought I shared. And I guess I didn't. That was my mistake. Uh, so overall, it was a really good weekend. Um, but yeah, uh, Saturday, I didn't play DFS, thank God, because I feel like I could not have misread that sleep by anymore. Uh, how was your weekend? Did you do anything any exciting? No, uh, mine was bad. Uh, Thursday was very bad. Um, I was sitting in the driver's seat for the qualifier uh, going into the Edmonton game, and uh, Edmonton did absolutely nothing. And then, uh, you know, Saturday, my lineup was dead. So I played the late slate. Don't play Zach Hyman, who was in my qualifier seat. What do you know? He goes out and scores 40 or whatever. Like single-handedly would have won the qualifier. Um, So, you know, a a little salty still. And uh, very looking forward to this Monday night uh, Edmonton two-game slate. Just, you know, just for extra tilt. um, You know, some nonsense. We'll talk about the next time Edmonton's on the slate with the firings and whatnot. Um, But... Yeah, uh, the weekend was 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 bad. Um, okay. know, no, no two ways around it. But hey, uh, today's a new day. We're gonna you know ship a million football or something stupid, and uh, we're we're on the Tuesday though. So, um, also Counter Strike went well today because Counter Strike's uh, the only real sport. So everyone should play DFS Counter Strike. Um, I'm liking my process there. But anyway, uh, let's get into Tuesday. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, you know, it's 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 a it's been a long time coming to, to be the best Counter Strike DFS player. When I was a little kid, I thought, damn, uh, I really want to you know win head to heads versus non Badgers in the uh, Counter Strike DFS DraftKings lobby to uh, make up for a bad weekend. Uh, I did that, so good good job, kudos to me. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, we no. have nine games. We have nine games Tuesday. It's kind of interesting. The NBA's also got a large uh, slate Tuesday. It's not the normal Monday. You know, Wednesday in NBA, I think, because of this tournament that's going on that I just refuse to understand. Um, but keep an eye out for overlay, you know, uh, with the NBA, you know, having so much action there, they might have oversized the NHL contest. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but I'll be on the lookout and you should be, too, if you're interested in chasing overlay. Um, but yeah, nine games here, a uh, few teams off this week for the Europe travels. So we have a couple lighter slates in the upcoming days than, you know, the 12, 13 game slates we've had as of late. So DJ, do you want to walk us through the nine games here? Sure. We have Boston traveling to Buffalo, Boston, pretty decent sized favorites, honestly, at minus 155. I think I could end up finding myself hating myself enough to bet the Sabres tomorrow over under six and a half. It should be Levi and Nat, and we'll get to the lineup in just a minute. Vegas. No, Pittsburgh and Columbus, uh, shockingly, but Columbus is not the favorite at home as well. So two home dogs uh, right to start it off. Uh, Pittsburgh has come back to life. We kind of talked about how we were going to be betting on Pittsburgh. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think they smashed any DFS leads to Oblivion, but they've been pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm touching that one. The uh, 
Flames continue out east playing at Montreal. Flames, again, I guess coming back to life a good bit. They're favorites. So once again, another home dog in Montreal. Over under on all these games, six and a half. So, you know, is what it is. Not thinking there's any big news there. I, I guess I did also just skip over that Roslovic for Columbus is out long term. Um, like four to six weeks. I don't think there was any big news on the Flames, Montreal, or the Huberto down the line three and Rizika up to Lindholm's line with Mangiapane. Vegas is out in Washington, as you may have seen that they did their, you know, we won the Stanley Cup, we're going to the White House thing. Uh, everyone dressed accordingly besides Riley Smith, as Nat pointed out beforehand, where they must have had a nice team group text about what they're going to wear. Riley Smith no longer on the team. Did not get that message. That was pretty funny, Matt. Uh, definitely check his leg tweets for that. Washington, another home dog. You're, you're seeing a trend forming here in the first four games. Uh, uh, you know, All home dogs, which is interesting, but warranted as Vegas is very good at hockey. That is the lowest total on the entire slate. Uh, not by a ton because our next game is Arizona and Dallas, which is just a hair more likely to hit that over six. Yeah. Uh, back to, well, I mean, Dallas played on Sunday. So we're, you know, not much to expect. They went out and scored, was it eight? Am I losing my mind? Eight goals against oh Minnesota? Uh, yeah. I think it was, I think eight. It was eight. Um, so it went for two in the final minute or something like that. And got it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah. Denver's Arizona. Interesting game uh, back in Dallas. They are a home favorite. So we finally get a home favorite in case you're keeping tally at home. Um, then, we get another home favorite, which if you would have told anyone this about a week and a half or two weeks ago, that Winnipeg would be a favorite at home against the Devils. They may have thought, oh, no, I'm not going in order with DraftKings, whatever. Um, I'm going to go in order with the sports book. Winnipeg is a home favorite against the Devils. They probably would have thought you were crazy, but without Jack Hughes, the Devils have not looked the same. Holtz is up to the second line. Winnipeg has been very, very good as of late. So I'm not sure if anyone's going to get back on the Winnipeg train. They won two slates last week. So we'll see. Tampa Bay at the St. Louis Blues. We're back to our home underdogs uh, as Tampa is obviously the favorite here. Over under six and a half. Tampa Bay has been pretty porous in net. St. Louis coming off of a monstrous win. I mean, they absolutely shellacked the Colorado Avalanche in Colorado, if I recall correctly, on Saturday, right? It was in Colorado. Am I losing my mind? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like eight to two. Just I played, I had Georgiev in my really good underdog team. When I thought if Georgiev went for like a shutout, I'd probably win. If he wins the game, I'm likely making a decent clip. Uh, but if he gives up an eight and gets pulled, I didn't make money. Well, I think actually I made like 15 bucks or something ridiculous. But yeah, you hate to see it. Anaheim is at Nashville. Nashville had a couple of players that were missing from practice and Novak and Fabro, but that was just maintenance. So we're expecting them to be back. Um, Anaheim has been really freaking good. They, I guess they beat the Sharks on, on Sunday, not to reward them too heavily for for an accomplishment of uh, everyone can basically do besides Edmonton. Um, but they just downright, I think, improved in, in an immense amount. And they are road dogs against Nashville. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, and then we have Florida at San Jose. That's not, no, that is on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah no, that's there. Um, just talked about how bad San Jose is. You'll never guess it, but they're road dogs as well. So ton of road underdogs. I, I do find that always interesting when you get that many. Um, honestly, home just, underdogs. Yeah, yeah. You said you said road. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah. Home yeah. underdogs. Um, yeah. I I always I do find that very interesting though. You get that many on a slate, and um, I don't know. Like it just it adds a, a different element to me. 
Um, and San Jose has some new players. I think the main note there is uh, not even on the slate. Daniil Gushkin. Gushkin? He's not. Damn it. Of course he's not. Yeah, he's I even not prepared. I, even I know. Prepared. I um, prepared too. I pulled it up. He has. He's averaging like almost five shots on goal a game, and he's been unbelievable in the AHL uh, for the Barracuda. And he's not on the slate. Yeah, I. I knew I knew that was going to piss you off. I didn't know if you noticed it before we actually like while I was reading through everything. But no, um, no. All right, next show then. Yeah, Duclair <sighs> is going to be a game time decision at this point, but we really don't know. He was very very sick. It sounded like and uh not at practice and they said it was like not COVID or anything so we'll see tomorrow uh but why don't we get right into it boston at buffalo if you're ready or if there's anything that was really overarching that i missed yeah uh no big uh big boston top line still uh zaka 5300 marshand 6500 posternock 9400 um, I'm not really sure what Brad Marchand has to do to get back into the 7,000s. Uh, it just feels like too low of a price. Um, he's playing 20 minutes a night. You know, obviously, if Pasternak goes, Marchand will go. Um, but Marchand's shooting a ton in his own right, too. So we just saw this on uh, Saturday. Uh, Pasternak had, I think, 20 shot attempts, it was, but only had 17 DraftKings points. And Marchand had uh, 22, uh, 26. He had 27. 27 in 22 minutes for Marchand. Uh, so, like, theoretically, Marchand's a very good one-off play. You know, 6,500 is simply too cheap. I'm not sure why Jeff Skinner's more expensive. And I really like Jeff Skinner. But Marchand's going to see probably 25% more minutes. Um, and is just as integral to the power play, if not more. Uh, especially now that Cousins is back. It seems like Middlestat and Cousins will sort of share the puck handling duties um, alongside Dalene and Tage on that Buffalo top unit. So yeah, I really think this game is mostly a Brad Marchand um, or stack Boston one or just kind of move on. Um, but I do have some time for Casey Middlestead here. So uh, what do you think about uh, this matchup, particularly maybe on the Sabre side? Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, hmm. that's actually, I, I don't have a ton of love in this game. Honestly, I, I do think that the Sabre side would, would be, a little bit more contrarian um but first off we really don't know on tuck quite yet right i mean he's not confirmed out is he uh sure sounds like he's out he didn't practice I, they said yeah. uh, i think i saw a quote that friday was their target for him okay which hmm. would obviously leave him out on tuesday night so yeah no I, honest i do think that like you're like the problem the sabers have really had is that their power play has just been absolutely atrocious and that's going to break right eventually. I, it doesn't last forever. We've seen it with multiple teams that are really good. We've all seen with teams that are really bad. And even them, they'll figure it out for, a, you know, it's a one game. And Boston has rode some unbelievably high save percentage. You can convince yourself, I think, pretty easily that Sabres uh, on this slate, where you, I guess assume the ownership won't get there. Cousins is affordable. It does eat two center spots to play that full top line, top power play in uh, Tage, Skinner, and, and Cousins. It could get there, but I don't find myself all that interested in this game. I kind of feel like I'm going to fade it myself. Uh, Buffalo also probably going without Ryan Johnson um, is just kind of a, a head scratcher, but he seemed to be actually becoming useful and they're just going to not play him. Um, I don't think I'm getting down to, you know, your, your depth defenseman on Buffalo. I don't think it's all that necessary on this late where there's a lot of really good options, but yeah, I, I kind of myself find myself wanting to fade this game, just move on and uh, 
that that's my plan as of now. Yeah, um, good point about the Ryan Johnson thing. Buffalo might go eleven and seven. Um, just you know, uh, not not confirmed whatsoever. But uh, Rusek, you know, he could obviously clearly be scratched, and they could dress Ryan Johnson instead. Um, they've done that sort of thing. So I, I think uh, to keep an eye out for that because that would make guys like Middlestad or Paterka. Uh, particularly of interest that they're very low salaries. Um, they've been very productive. Paterka even adds some shot volume to the mix, whereas Middlestat gets you top power play exposure. Um, I saw a stat like Casey Middlestat's like uh, maybe third or fourth, like he's somewhere in the top 10 in primary assists per 60 at 515 the last two seasons, um, which is just kind of insane, you know, given how cheap he is, given how many minutes he's playing. Um, I really like uh, that that look um you know if they go with 11 forwards as a contrarian option all right pittsburgh columbus um yeah columbus uh fought hard against the rangers couldn't quite get there um i am liking what i'm seeing from adam fantilli the the minutes gotta go up if he keeps producing you know it's tough because you look at it and obviously now Roslovich is out and there's some minutes that need to go around, but also like this coach seems very like, uh, what's the word? Uh, like egalitarian. I don't even know if that's the right word, but it's the word that's coming to mind. He's very fair in how he's distributing minutes. If you're playing well, you know, he's giving you minutes and if not, he's benching you is what it seems like. You know, he benched Johnny Gaudreau a few games ago. Um, this guy Voronkov is like getting decent minutes and a decent role. Um, and you know he's a no-namer while uh kent johnson's like riding the buses in the hl so like it seems like on the merit fantilli should continue to grow into a role his shot rates have been incredible i was very surprised to see he's basically adam or uh, Connor bedard this year as far as his high course per 60 um at five on five and now he's getting the power play run it's you know that's pretty interesting to me at their low prices versus pittsburgh yeah, they're good, but they're also very, very expensive. I don't think I'll be chasing uh, this road favorite necessarily. So uh, what do you think about this game? Yeah, I, I think you're making a really good point about everything. But that well, first off, the lines could shift. No Roslovich. I, I mean, something's going to have to give. And I don't think we got anything concrete yet. So keep an eye out for that for sure. But in my opinion, when you put Fantilli, Voronkov, and Marchenko together – that line is not there to play defense. And when you're leading a game against the Rangers, they might just not see as much run. And that that seems like more of the coaching decision to me. Like you're going to give Jenner and Texier, I guess, and like Danforth all minutes. Yeah. When, yeah. When the, the Sean Corelli line. Sure. I get. Yeah. That, that actually makes a lot of sense. So I really, yeah, the Corelli. Exactly. I'm literally naming off all the players and Corelli. But all this to say, I love Fantilli as a bring back in a Pittsburgh stack. Like I think you could absolutely go that narrative or that found that rabbit hole easily finding that lineup and fitting it together. Like just play Fantilli and Morensky with a Pittsburgh stack. You're going to have to punt elsewhere, especially if you play that Crosby line, but you could also play Malkin, Riley Smith and Carlson and Eric Carlson's only six K. It's not like he's, you know, 7,500 or anything. I mean, you could fit that line together that five stack in a game that I really like on both sides for offense. And I think you're feeling really, really good. I like it just, I just like it so much more than Buffalo and Boston, which is I think even more expensive, especially to play what I perceive to be some of the best offensive players. Um, you know, line a is being left out of this and maybe if line a and Fantilli are together or something, I'll, you know, I'll consider including him in this mix. Cause I think it's, it's still doable. Um, so that's how I'm attacking this game, but I really do like it a lot from a DFS perspective. 
Yeah, uh, I think however you do this game, make sure you're playing Zach Wierenski and Eric Carlson. Like, if you're stacking one side, yeah. I would just mm-hmm. play their defenseman. They're both very, very good. Uh, they have great rates, great, you know, offensive involvement on the year, um, and obviously are great players. And they're just too cheap at 6K for Eric Carlson and 5,700 for Zach Wierenski. Wierenski's doing absolutely everything right now. Um we we will get a 2500 David Juracek. He hasn't done much in his NHL time, um, but mostly wanted to mention that because I did not realize that uh, last week they told him to basically like you know you can buy a house or whatever. You're staying up with the NHL team, and then three days later they sent him to the AHL. <laughs> I mean, just uh, yeah. an absolute clown show from Kekalainen, and um, you know perpetuates, but. Um, it seems like he will draw back in, and so keep an eye out if he's in the top four. You know, they they basically benched uh Bean and Boakvist last game again, like yeah. you said, they were leading, maybe that's why. Um, but if there's an injury, if something's going on, you know, maybe they shake things up. Um, and he's playing with or something. Um, he's the minimum salary, so just keep an eye out on guys like that who have genuine upside at uh 2500 on this slate. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I would say what I believe happened with that situation. And again, this is a bit of hearsay, but I think that there was a trade in the works. And I still think that Columbus is shopping one of those defensemen that you named in both Fist and Bean, and it just hasn't come together yet. So I do think that'll happen at some point. Like one of those guys, I think they both, at least Boakvist wants to be moved. So keep an eye on it. Obviously you never know. And just, if you're not that plugged in, the Morning Skate podcast will have you covered in case anything, uh, the, the, the Discord, there we go. The Discord will have yeah. you covered. But Wierenski uh... averaging, yeah. Damn, I was about to say, you're ready for the segue of the century. But all right, uh, talk about Jack Wierenski. Oh, I was just going to say. He deserves he, it. He is averaging 6.62 shot attempts per game, which is up there, you know, with the Tages and the Stamkoses and, you know, last week's uh, player of the week, Sam Reinhardt, you know, better than Eichel, better than Cross. Like, I don't see any scenario where you're playing Columbus and you're not including what I am, am telling you straight up is probably their most useful asset. And he's just not priced like it. So, Anyways, though, yeah, I, I I ruined your segue, but 5,700 Zach Wierenski, I am definitely, definitely buying. And the blocks have also followed. He's hit like three of last four blocks bonuses. Just ultra, ultra useful in both categories. So it's one of my favorite okay. plays of the night. Okay, well, uh, circling back to a, a topic ago. Speaking of uh, defensemen looking for a new home, let's go to Calgary and Montreal, uh, where uh, Kita Zadorov dropped the bomb, said, hey, I want out of here. This team sucks. Um, and it sure seems like Calgary might just be going into full-on fire sale mode. Uh, there's been rumors that they've paused you know, their expansion talks. Um, so obviously nothing imminent, um, but might expect Nikita Zadorov not to play, um, which just opens up more and more minutes for Rasmus Anderson and Mackenzie Weger to have the fill. Their prices have fallen uh, shockingly. I don't understand that. These two are great plays. Um, you know, uh, the, the Weger rates have fallen off being paired with uh, Anderson the last four games. I'll need to look more into that, see if there's any context uh, to those differences. But obviously Rasmus Anderson, all things considered, is the preferred option here. Um, but you know that's probably not where we should start uh, in analyzing this game because uh, one Montreal has a few very expensive pieces in Cole Caulfield and Michael Matheson, um, but they are exceptional for daily fantasy purposes. Um, you know minutes, uh, volume, everything that you could ask for. Um, and we have some new Montreal lines if they hold from uh, last night. Um, or I guess from a couple games, but based on their last night's uh, loss, they could switch this up. We didn't get a practice today. So 
Um, keep an eye out, though, Slavkovsky, Dvorak, and Caulfield. Uh, Anderson, Suzuki, Newhook, and then Pearson, Monahan, Gallagher remain the same. Um, so we saw, um, you know, we saw Slavkovsky get 10 shot attempts last game, you know, playing alongside Cole Caulfield. Who knows if that's anything or if it's just, you know, a one-off blip. But if you're looking to bet on recent first overall picks without the Rangers on the slate um, who have, you know, struggled in their NHL career, uh, maybe Slavkovsky's your guy and you get some value alongside Caulfield and Matheson. Um, but yeah, how, what are your feelings on this game? And do you want to talk about maybe the uh, Calgary forward line changes that we have? Yeah, I know. I mean, first off, I think that's a really, really good note. And, and again, I am, I, I would say one of the front most facing people defending Cole Caulfield at all, all twist and turns and just seeing how good his linemates can produce with him. is just another testament again to just a player that I really love. So I think that's a really sharp take, honestly, because I don't think many people will do it. And Suzuki has been good too. So then maybe they'll just look at that and say, all right, I'm jamming, you know, something that might not even be correlated, which I definitely wouldn't suggest over on the Calgary side. On the other hand, uh, changes are coming. They, as you mentioned, um, probably aren't playing Zadorov, although we don't know yet. So keep an eye on all of that. But the top line was Ruzika, Lindholm, Mangiapani. I don't think we saw power plays, but they did have Ruzika with Lindholm, Zari, Kadri, and Anderson last game. That seems like a value you might not want to overlook on this slate, and that really helps you afford some of those premium stacks. He's 3K. He is, albeit a center. So again, if you've already committed to Buffalo 1 or something, you've run out of center spots already because you can't, you know, you can't play four. Um, but he is just an excellent, excellent value, even on his own. Connor Zari, Zari or Zari? I think it's just Zari. Zari? Okay. Connor Zari, Kadri as well, correlates super well. And they finally moved Connor to the wing. Um, I think it was the past couple of slates, honestly, but he started at center and now he's on the wing. That line uh, didn't stay completely intact uh, as they moved Sharon Govich to the th- fourth line and they moved up this pos- pospili- lil? <laughs> Pospisil. Pospisil. <laughs> Pospisil. That yeah. makes more sense than me trying to read. Popsicle. God, I hope he sticks so, in the NHL. That'll be a fun one. Popsicle sticks in the NHL. There we go. I like it. I like it. Yep. Yeah, no, I mean, he, up on that line as well. I mean, it's it's a guy that didn't play on either power play only had 11 minutes. So it's, I, I don't think you, you need to punt that hard here, but he has minimum salary. So it's not like, you know, if he gets an assist and a couple shots on net, it, you know, he's not useless for you. I don't think his rates. I don't, I didn't notice him by any stretch, but yeah, I mean, um, he's um so, I mean, just a quick, uh, cause now he's in play, of course, 2,500, uh, three points in four games, um, and multiple shots in each of those games, despite the limited minutes, um, is, you know, uh, certainly something to monitor. Um, last year in the AHL, he was perfectly above average. He's 23. So he's not necessarily like, you know, he's not a Connor's already level prospect as far as like, yeah, he could grow into something more. Um, but, you know, we're talking about $2,500 players in premium roles and very good matchup against Montreal here. So I don't think you need to stretch too hard uh, to see why he fits. Um, but if you're looking for that confirmation, you know, he was uh, well above average for his age group, uh, 1.5 or so, uh, 1.5 times like his index given, uh, you know, drafted AHL players around his age. Um, he outproduced, you know, the, ma- the vast majority of them. Um, so that's always a good thing. 
Um, and yeah, just further reinforcing the idea that, yeah, if he, once he gets up to 3,500, he's probably not a great play just because there's probably not a ton of upside in his game. Um, but if you're looking just for a full on punt flyer, um, he's perfectly uh, viable in my opinion. So, and if you want to play the second power play for whatever reason, we're kind of expecting Backlund and Huberdo to stay together. Um, unless if they change the power plays for whatever reason, but I didn't see anything, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if you're ever going to get that cheaper. Uh, than 4,100 Huberdo, but deservingly so, he's been bad. So I don't plan on playing it myself, but just, I guess, why not touch them yeah. all and just say that that is a correlation now that exists. Yep. All right. Uh, Vegas and Washington. Uh, Vegas seems to uh, likely to be without Stevenson again. Uh, he was non-contact on Monday, didn't practice with the team, so would be very surprised if he played, uh, leaving William Carlson uh, still on the top power play. Um Obviously, Eichel, Marcheseau, Theodore would be your, you know, three primary pieces. Barbashev, 3,900. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, a few hundred more than he has been, but he can get 20 in, in some cases, um, but certainly not a primary uh, piece. Alex Ovechkin, 7,700. Um, yep. Did... Did did we start digging graves too early for Alex Ovechkin? Or you know, I know I, I know we haven't officially the entire Capitals team. I mean, the grave was dug after like a week, <laughs> yeah. and and they are climbing out of that grave like the Undertaker himself. I mean, it's it's one of those things that I honestly I was I I, I was not I did not harsh your vibe when you were talking about the Capitals being maybe better than we expected to start the like uh, in the preseason podcast. But I was starting to get to the point of like, man, I feel bad. We're gonna have to clip that later myself. I, they're back. <laughs> I mean, they've played good. It's it really is quite a turnaround. And yet, DK is just like, I mean, I, I mean, has Ovechkin been good enough to warrant, you know, nine K? Absolutely not. Like, I don't think this pricing is insane. But I did kind of want to jump in there because, man, this team is in the playoffs right now. If I recall correctly, I could double check that. But they are right there. If not. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. the entire East yeah, is are. somehow almost in the playoffs. <laughs> um, they are currently so, above yeah. the De- New Jersey Devils with the yeah. same amount of games played. Uh, you know, it, it. okay, I get no Jack Hughes. They're probably not as good as the Devils, but whatever. I mean, we're getting close to American Thanksgiving, and they are in the playoffs above the Devils and the Islanders and the Penguins. And it does feel like absolutely no one wants to play this team. I don't know if Obi's ownership has been anything to even look at. But uh, it's been this, fairly low. Yeah. Um, but this guy is third on the slate, my course per game behind Pasternak and Kucherov. I, I can and, uh, see why you play him. Like <laughs> they are a thousand more. Yeah. Pasternak seventeen hundred yes. more. Kucherov's a thousand more coming off an illness. Both those guys are on the road. Obi's at home. Um, yeah. I, I you know, I, I mentioned that just because, yeah, Ovi's uh, awesome. Um, he's put on this planet to score. So, like, don't be surprised when he's out there with the empty net and scores a goal. Like, his entire team is set up to uh, score goals. And guess what gets you the most fantasy points? Shots on goal and scoring goals. Like, that is how fantasy points are scored. That price is just too low. Um, I, know I, I know I say I don't play guys against Vegas, but at home, Alex Ovechkin for a 1,000 less than Nikita Kucherov. I may make I may make an exception here on Tuesday evening. Um, there we go. Any anyone else? You know, uh, are you in on this Kuznetsov? Uh, you know, I don't want to call it a renaissance, but he's got eight points in, ten, in his last ten. You know, started slow like the rest of the team, but has three shots per game, uh, nearly a point per game, and more importantly, playing twenty three minutes a night. Uh, Connor McMichael twenty eight hundred. Anything you want to talk about there? 
I mean, I think he'll be with Ovechkin. That that that's my prediction at least. So okay. I'm down with it. I think tower play, all, right. all that with Ovechkin, it makes sense to me for sure. So I'm fine with it. I don't know if you need to get crazy against Vegas, as you mentioned. Cool. And Vegas, while is missing Chandler Steph Stevenson, did get back uh Martinez and that Martinez Petrangelo pairing was on the ice for four goals, four and zero against. Because I think they're both pretty good at hockey. So I I, you know, I do think Vegas is still really strong. So I don't want to get crazy. But Ovechkin as a one-off is awesome. And if you throw in Kuznetsov because that's just who you land on, I, I would not say you're wrong. Yeah. Um, keep an eye on Rasmus Sandin. He's got killer block shots numbers. Uh, he's playing on the top pair with John Carlson. I think the field has already wisened up to it. And I don't feel great about chasing, uh, you know, nine, eight, 9% owned Rasmus Sandin. Um, but if the projections, you know, uh, show them as a relatively weak point per dollar value at 3,400, then I would have uh, no problem clicking him in as like a puntish defenseman at 34. Um, just doing everything, obviously a very good puck mover. He's not going to get you many points given, you know, uh, the Washington power play is mostly John Carlson and Ovechkin, you know, like not leaving a ton of room there, but um, there's lots of minutes up for grabs and he's taken it, run with it and played pretty well. Uh, if you like guys, in. if you like guys that get a lot of minutes with top players and don't produce a lot of points, then do I have good news? Because Barrett Hayton's in the next game for Arizona. Another oh, great boy. transition. <laughs> We're on a roll now. You are nailing it. Um, yeah. So hey, uh, DraftKings actually learned, and he went from 5K down to 4200. Barrett Hayton. Um, yes. And stop me if you've heard this before. He has two points in his last three games. So. Uh, might it be time to turn back the clock to 2022, 23 and just jam in Barrett Hayton here uh, again on the road against Dallas? I, don't, I really don't think people are going to play Arizona. Uh, so I, I could like this does feel like the, the time where you try to jump on sneaky Arizona a little bit. Did they score seven last game against Nashville? Maybe, you know, uh, is it going to happen often that they score a <laughs> touchdown? Did Barrett Hayton still get less than 10 DraftKings points? You betcha. <laughs> Somehow. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. is Dallas back? Is uh, probably the question many people are going to ask themselves. And I think yeah. most people are going to come back to probably. And I, I might just fade this game, but also that Dallas one power play was absolutely humming last game. I, I, and power play too. They, what did they score? Five power yeah. play goals? I, I mean, it, I don't think they should deserve eight by any stretch of the imagination. Then I don't think I'm playing either side of this game, but I do think people are going to play Dallas and no one's playing Arizona one. Yeah. Um, Matthew Shane has been incredible. His price is rising 30 or 4,900. Um, but Tyler Sagan is on the ice every time Matt Duchesne is, and he's been perfectly viable too um taking you know lots of shot attempts um you know getting the majority of the chances on ice like their underlyings are fantastic if you want to call them dallas two or dallas three i don't know but uh sagan marchment uh duchene i prefer sagan over marchment uh marchment and dadanov have been oddly switching on and off the second unit just randomly it seems so like you know the stacking with sagan is just uh stronger but that two man is is very affordable for what they've been producing. If you're a believer in uh, Matthew Shane's talent and ability to continue carrying that line, you know I think Sagan is what he is. But for 3600, that's a, a very solid, uh, cheap option as well. Um, but yeah, Robertson, Pavelski remain cheap. Um, Rube hints, you know, sub 7K as well. So uh, I would expect ownership to come in there. Their power play's been bad. Maybe Minnesota is what they needed to liven it up, but I don't know. It, it, 
it, it's fine. I, I think Dallas is more of a defensive team, though, so I think I'd rather get cheap and um, you know go back to the Duchesne Sagan well, who I thought were going to win me a bunch of money on Sunday, but then uh, the power play continued to score. I think goals six, seven, eight are what buried me because Duchesne Sagan had crushed up until then. Yeah, yeah, that 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 can happen to you. Um, are you ready for Anaheim and Nashville? I am. Uh, yeah, Anaheim. Uh, I did not play Frank Vitrano, Mason McTavish on a four-game slate against the San Jose Sharks. I'm here to turn in my Mason McTavish fan club card. Thank you. Uh, I will. I will accept it as as I I did draft a lot of that, <laughs> and then that did uh, help me to not only take second but multiple other places because I was just jamming it. Um, it seemed like everyone was on Petrano and absolutely no one wanted to take McTavish. Mason McTavish guy is good. I'm here to tell you folks. I, I also want to say though, this Leo Carlson guy is also very good. Um, there won't be any Trevor Zegris on this here slate. So if Leo Carlson does play, which I think we're expecting, he has up to 5K, which sucks frankly, like getting a little bit expensive, but playing with Troy Terry and Alex Kalorn, um, I don't think Kalorn has been bad at 3,700, but he's not incredibly useful. We did have five shots on goal last game, but that was against the Sharks. Um, not that Nashville is leaps and bounds better defensively, but at least a leap, maybe one and a half leap and bound. Um, so I, I like it. I, I'm not going, you know, going to war for it i don't i'm not trying to double check now but i don't think Vitrano was on the same power play as mctavish i watched quite no. a bit of that game and they're I, not yeah, okay that is um yeah. that was my reasoning i'm like well they're so expensive you know can they really kill me like both of them together and uh it turns out Vitrano was like yeah i can kill you whenever wherever just yeah. uh, show up and Vitrano, i put the knife to your throat yeah Vitrano killed you and then mctavish was like i guess i'll stab him once like he's already dead <laughs> and, and then and then did that yeah. so yeah you could you got you got pretty unlucky there to be honest um, um so sorry you confirmed that zegers is out i'm not looking at your twitter I'm, I'll, I will double check, but I'm pretty sure they said today he was on like a, the short term IR. But let me just double check. Okay. Because um, basically, what I was going to say is both Carlson and Terry have very weak uh, five on five shot rates so far this year. Um, Troy Terry's always been more of an efficiency guy than like a true volume guy. Um, but it does leave an interesting role open for Alex Klorn. He obviously stepped into it finally on Sunday night, had five shots. Um, but just, you know, he's going to be on the top power play almost certainly until shown otherwise. And I think that means there's still some uh, value left here because Carlson's obviously going to be a pass first guy. Terry's going to be a, you know, pass first guy despite his reputation. So I think Killorn one-offs are uh, very uh, viable as well. Yep. So a lot of cheap so, options in this three to four K range on the slate so far. Yep. Zegras lower body day to day. He's on IR retroactive from the seventh. So okay. it it's probably just whatever trip they're on now going out to Nashville. He'll, he'll just, you know, he's not going to play. If it's, I think if it's IR, he could play like, um, I, yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know uh, for sure, but keep an eye on it. You know, uh, we should get into that information in morning skate. Um, we finally have an Anaheim beat writer, but we'll see if our guy Derek Lee will come through for us. He, I know he literally helped me out with an article. And then he, I think he's like, Oh, this guy loves the lines too. I was like, but <laughs> do I ever, I hope you're listening. I love you. Um, on the other, yeah, Nashville, on the other hand, I, do I once again convince myself to go back to Forsberg and Yossi together? Maybe. Uh, did you do it on Saturday or were you not? Playing I didn't that play. Slate? I, I okay. didn't play. I did. I did draft it together. That was my team that had freaking Georgiev in it. 
uh well did you so so you saw the uh yossi uh finally came through yeah yeah i mean okay. i bet i bet they're both for points so i you okay. know yeah i, I wasn't sure I if you something. saw the extent to which roman yossi finally shook out of his uh seemingly season-long slump uh 28 on yep uh, oh, saturday no. oh i yeah. noticed and i thought i had a chance to win underdog and then georgiev didn't make a save. I I don't know if we have one. He had negative like seven underdog points, which is more than you'd think comparatively. To, I think it's worse than DraftKings does it. Like, wait, like he must have had. I'm going to look actually. I could probably I find think how many. goals against are more punitive on. I, I think goalie scoring in general is slightly more elevated on underdog relative yeah. to skaters. Yeah, that, that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. However I want to put it. Okay. I don't know for sure. I'm just, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to but... look, I'm going to look while we're, while we're doing this, but yeah, no, it was painful to say the least. Um, I drafted yeah. one team and I thought, holy crap, I have the nuts and Georgia have lost about five points. Um, yeah. Anyways though, cause Forsberg That'll was happen. awesome too. Yeah. No, it, the slate that Forsberg and Yossi come together. I, I was there for it a little bit, not enough. And the point being, do I run it back? And I, I see no reason why not to, but it's expensive. I really like Pittsburgh Columbus. I don't know how I'm fitting all that together. You're, you know, I, but I could see another core build of just starting with like Forsberg, Yossi, Ovi, and then figuring out which mid tier stack you play. And there are some, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's not undoable, Um, but yeah, I, I really do like it again. Yeah. Um, I feel like people might chase this Ryan O'Reilly run and Nah, I don't know. They they were just so preeminent on Saturday night that like maybe some ownership gets there at home against Anaheim. I think we both respect Anaheim more than the general public does. Um, yeah. So, yeah, right. so I'm, what I'm hearing is Yossi and Tommy Novak. <laughs> I mean, if Tommy Novak's on the power play, sure. You, you actually can play him, I think, for his salary. He's been uh, keeping the point per game production he had from last year. So like I don't know what more you want from a guy. Um, let's see. Cody Glass was back. What did their power plays look like? I should check it, that. It was I... Evangelista, Novak, ROR, and then Yossi Forsberg. Perfect. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Novak's fine. You know, I, it's, it's, you know, not for me, but, like, he's totally, totally fine. I, I promise you that's not a bad play. Um, especially if Ryan O'Reilly gets ownership, like Novak will touch the puck in this game more than Ryan O'Reilly and is cheaper. Um, yep. So, all right. Um, Tampa and St. Louis. Uh, Kucherov was a surprise scratch on Saturday night. He's back in the lineup, uh, was just dealing with an illness. So I would expect no ill effects from that. Um, and this guy, <laughs> Kucherov has done an absolute tear um which is fortunate because you know the uh the jonas johansson uh fairy dust seems to have departed um and you know kucherov just stepped up and said all right well this is my team now anyway so uh six games they've uh either lost they've given up at least uh three or let's see they've given up at least four in five of the last six um and three in the one that they you know didn't give up at least four and in that run kucherov has games of 16 11 43 41 26 15 um you know 8700 is totally worth the price tag we just saw st louis go into colorado and kick them around a bit so you know maybe that leads to lesser ownership in tampa i don't know um but 
Kucherov is totally in play here. Um, I, I think that's uh, goes without saying, but I would need to see ownership before I really commit to that. But I think Kucherov might be my favorite play of the night. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of really good plays on this slate and Kucherov is absolutely in the mix. The St. Louis team I've been targeting quite a bit. Uh, it, it definitely didn't, you know, that wouldn't have worked for you. I said like, man, do I love Colorado? I'm, I What the Colorado's ownership come in against St. Louis? Do you, do you remember? Uh, it was decently high. Uh, I don't have the contest up in front of that's, me. Though. That's fine. That's fine. I, I do think that, again, my point being that I do think people will get back to Tampa here. Um, but there's a lot of good spots. So maybe it won't be as high as you think, and you can go to it. I do think, you know, point Kucherov will be will be pretty owned. Um, so that's the only kind of negative side of effect to to that. But I think this, yeah, I think Kucherov is awesome. Like I like I just uh, there's there's only so many plays you can put in that are, are uh, you know, you're not playing Forsberg and Yossi and Kucherov and, and still gonna get premium stack around it. So you're gonna have to pick and choose here. Um we gave you some value in Columbus. You definitely can afford at least a couple of those guys, but the opportunity cost does exist. So keep that in mind. I don't know. I, I do really like it though. Uh, anything on St. Louis that you're, you're looking at. I mean, they seem cheap at least. And Tampa has been known to give I up mean, a goal or two. Yeah. A lot of it. I think uh, Jordan Cairo 5,800 is way too cheap. Um, he's fine as a one-off. He's fine stacked with Braden Shen, who, I mean, he's the guy who, you know, smashed Colorado. Don't really know how Cairo didn't get there, but, you know, that's just mostly variants. Um, and then defensively, I mean, Justin Falk sub 5K is kind of ridiculous. It's basically like Jacob Chuba, um, you know, sub 5K, which I would totally, uh, you know, rely on. And then Tori Krug, you know, I've been on the Tori Krug uh, death bus for the last like three weeks, you know, since the season started. I was like, oh, this guy is you know going to be pretty good and he's not been very good he's down at 4k though coming off of three straight games with a point um and even hit a shot bonus in there for us so you know theoretically there's paths to him hitting a 20 point game as well for 4k manning the top power play alongside kairu um you know i think both krug and falk are in play falk more as a one-off krug uh, i would probably try and get in kairu especially if not thomas and bushnevich um with that stack but mostly preferring tampa here and mostly preferring the top line of hagel kucherov point maybe mixing in stamkos or headman but um you know we know where the bread is buttered and it's nikita kucherov on the tampa side yeah yeah definitely um ready to move on to the struggling limping into this game new jersey devils against the high-flying Jets, the best Jets team out there of all the Jets teams. Uh, new look in New Jersey. I guess I'll start there on the, on the road here. Um, McLeod, Timo, Bratt, Mercer, Toffoli, and Alexander Holtz. So Palat was not the play, as I did bet on him to have a point in that game. And of course, he was nowhere to be found. Was on the top power play, but keep an eye on that. Like, you know, I think that... They could be a team that rides the hot hand a bit. Uh, we saw huge minutes for Bratt and Toffoli and Mercer and Timo as they tried to claw back into that game against Washington and came up short. Dougie, again, you know, tons of minutes, tons of rates, all the good stuff. And I know I, while I said at the beginning of the year, I am betting on the Winnipeg Jets to win the Stanley Cup like an absolute moron. I'm not afraid to target a, target them at all. Dawson Mercer is still really cheap. 
Um, Alexander Holtz is 2,800, but you know, how many minutes will he actually see? That's yet to be determined. It's normally in the low range. Last game was seven and they were trailing and he's a really good shooter. So you'd think they'd be more than that, but it wasn't. So yeah, I, I am interested in, in the devils here. I'm not sure how interested and I'm not sure how I'd want to play them, but I am interested. So there's, you know, expensive to fully is, you know, 7,900. That isn't cheap. Jesper Brad is 7,200. That isn't cheap. It breaks the bank, but I don't really think a lot of people are going to be on New Jersey because I think there's a ton of guys in that upper 7, 8K range that people are going to absolutely be jamming. Do you have any interest in the Devils here? Um, Not really. Like, um, Michael McLeod was interesting, but now that he's 3,500, like, you know, I, I, like, the, I like the line, but... Um, I don't really like the prices on the top end of New Jersey. And I do feel like Timo gets some ownership here. So like, yeah, it's just kind of wait until Jack Hughes is back, which apparently he's meeting the team in Pittsburgh. So he could be as be back as soon as, you know, later this week. Um, but you know, I, <laughs> I'm not throwing money down the Alex Holt. Well, you know, he will never love me back. And Lindy will never love him back. It's just, it's just the messiest love, love triangle of all time here. Um, and defensively, I don't think there's much either. Um, between Dougie and Luke Hughes, they seem kind of at the top end of their prices, although Dougie is, of course, in play on any slate as the guy who could possibly get 30 points, just seems far less likely, um, you know, than other guys around his price range are a little bit cheaper. Very, very fair. Uh, okay, and then on the other side, I it's, it's gone up in price. Uh, 8,200 now for Kyle yeah. Connor. Shocker. So I, they won like i said i've said it now i think this is the third time they won two slates last week this winnipeg one line and i remember saying like man they just did it to us is anyone gonna play them and think they do it again well i didn't take my own advice and actually try to be a cool fun guy that played winnipeg again uh as they won two slates and then against dallas again they shut them down they didn't you know they didn't get there against dallas that power play actually gave up a goal now that they're priced up even more against the Devils team that is just not really working right now, I do not think they'll be very chalky, but I don't think I'm going to play them either. What do you think? Yeah, I'm guessing... they're... Yeah, <laughs> I'm no, no. absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> I, I knew you Mark Shifley just... has three and a half shot attempts over the last 10, like per game. Like that's just... It's not getting it done. I follow is also a guy who's relatively weak uh, volume wise. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Like, I was, I was going to come in here and say, oh, well, uh, you know, the, the Winnipeg depth, like, let's look at them. And uh, Jesus Christ, uh, you know, need writers 5,500. Like, okay. Uh, no, thank you, I guess. So uh, yeah, this game just is an all around whelp from me. And that's fine. I'm totally fine fading this one. That, that works for me. I, I feel like I like a lot of games so much more than this one that it makes sense. We can get to the final game, though. Another one that I can't imagine I don't like. It mainly comes because besides Reinhardt and the Chuck, who Reinhardt now is 7,600, I do want to point out. It's really not that expensive to play Florida against the San Jose Sharks. I don't mm-hmm. think anyone's going to pretend that San Jose Shark, the San Jose Sharks are back after winning two games. Oliver Ekman Larson absolutely scorching hot 4,900. What do you think here? I mean, is Florida going to be chalky? Like, what, like, it feels like there's four spots that feel chalky, but there's just no way Florida ownership doesn't come, right? 
Uh, yeah, I think that's true. Um, I would not be surprised, though, if Florida 2 were, uh, let's see, I would not be surprised if Florida 2 were higher owned than Florida 1, despite Florida 1 having the perfect, uh, you know, power play 5-on-5 five five correlation. I think Verhage stole some shifts on the top power play last game. Yeah, he did. Um, so, you know, maybe that's why uh, Rodriguez, Verhage, you know, maybe Bennett, Kachuk for Hagee gets more ownership because of that. Um, but really, the, the heartbeat of this team right now is your NHL first star of the week, Sam Reinhardt. Uh, everything this dude is shooting is going in, but he's also, I think, third in the NHL and expected goals. So, like, it, it's not a surprise. Like, he is just absolutely smashing. Um, over the last 10, he is sixth in the NHL in expected fantasy points per game. That's not considering guys not on the slate. I think he's uh, fourth of guys on the slate. Um, and his expected goals numbers are just monstrous. So, uh, yeah. Is he going to have another uh, 36-point night? Well, you know, unlikely. But uh, it's totally in the cards. I prefer going Barkov, Reinhardt, Rodriguez. Um I'm not sold on Sam Bennett being fully healthy. And again, I think ownership will make its way there. Um, so, you know, I would much prefer the top line and maybe not playing Ekman Larson or just something like that, because it feels like this Ekman Larson run before it was based on like very strong rates to begin the year. And now it just kind of seems like point production um, and, you know, that, Seems a little thin for 4,900 when there's dudes, you know, like Justin Falk, we just talked about it, 4,800, who are just monsters as far as blocks and shots. Um, and, you know, there's no guarantee that if Reinhardt hits that Ekman Larson does anything. So, uh, yeah, that, that's yeah. that's my Florida soliloquy. It's a good one. Uh, on the San Jose side, again, we basically covered it. Keep an eye out for Duclair. If he misses, it will be... Gushin, who was awesome in the AHL, but is not listed on the slate. Uh, minimum salary, I definitely would have been interested with Granlin and Kunin and second power play. That would have been, I think, a really, really nice spot on a guy that definitely profiles to be a DFS asset. But why keep talking about a guy that's not there? Kalen Addison is on the first power play. He's 3,400. He has been useful. Um, they, you know, they, they went out and they picked up a guy that definitely deserves some more run. The rates haven't been anything, but the minutes are there, and we just know this guy actually has some skill. So I don't think it's going to be ultra popular to play the San Jose Sharks. And after getting there a couple times, maybe people are like, eh, I guess that's over with. Let's throw them in the garbage. But they're still cheap. They still have value. And I'm not not sure. I'm I'm, I'm uninterested. Like, is, is Florida way better? Sure. But, like, <laughs> San Jose... I, the amount of disrespect they get is actually like, it's a little too far. I mean, they're really bad, but they're not AHL, like complete AHL bad. Like they are, I think a bit better yeah. than maybe people. Per- like, I think they actually do have at least a, a handful of pretty solid NHL players. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not completely throwing this team in the, in, in the complete dumpster. And yes, if you're going to get uh, Ugland, Zutterland and uh hurdle 20 minutes a night power play one, I'm in. Exactly. And, uh, you know, Eklund is the classic guy who just seems to refuse to shoot, um, you know, so that makes the offense go even more through Fabian Zetterland and uh, Tomas Hurdle. So uh, they combine for 9,100, you know, you get two slots there. 
yeah, they're they're probably not that likely to hit, but my God, they're you know they're some of the best you know sub ten k two man stacks that you can find um, on any slate, and um, it just sort of depends on whether they get ownership or not because you know they sometimes randomly pop but i think there's enough value on this slate where like there's a lot of guys we've talked about between the three to four k range um at wing that zetterland at 4k probably gets lost um and therefore i think that's a good mini two stack um with hurdle so and I don't think I'm playing Kalen Addison, to be honest. Um, I was hoping to see maybe some, like, you know, PK time or some minutes creeping into the 22, 23 range. That hasn't happened for him. I'm not saying it can't happen, um, but just because he's, you know, 3,400 and not, like, dead minimum, it's, you know, it's a little bit concerning when uh, they seem to be using Ruda and Okutiuk as their... Uh, top pair rather than uh, Mario Ferraro, who's more of like their, you know, their their donkey. They throw in there to block shots and kill penalties. So, yeah, uh, uh, top stacks yeah. guarantee goals. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay, so top stacks. Uh, I'm going to just. I think I'm I'm going to go to the bank on it, and, and I'm just going to take Malkin, Riley Smith, and Carlson, which is one I. Definitely said on Saturday as well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go right back to it though. Um, okay. yeah, I think it, it like half got there on Saturday. I don't think it was definitely wasn't slate winning, but against Buffalo, like 23 for Carlson. I'm pretty sure Riley Smith did nothing right. He had eight, and then Malkin had 17. It was like good, but I don't think it won you, you know, 20k or anything. Yeah. Um. I will go um, Dallas two or three, uh, Duchesne, Sagan, and Marchman. Um, over the last 10 games, these guys are putting up uh, just ridiculous underlying numbers. Um, they're playing with very, very high tempo as well. So while the goals have come, they've been supported by just absurd underlines as well. Um, you know, like Matt Duchesne's got a the 4.3 expected goals per 60 over the last 10, um, you know, guys like Jason Robertson, um, 2.1 <laughs> over the last 10. Uh, so like, you know, well, if people flock to Dallas one, I'll, I'll take the value, hope that the power play one doesn't hit. Uh, Cause by the way, you know, Wyatt Johnston and Niels Lundqvist, you know, on that power play too, are both very good players as well. I would actually consider playing Wyatt Johnson with Matt Duchesne and Tyler Sagan and just going all in on it because Johnson has the underlying rates to support it, you know, just with one power play point correlating between the three. I think these guys could all hit 20 points, um, which, which is great. Um, I want to keep an eye on the defensive situation too, because if Niels Lundqvist steps up into the role that seems to be vacated by Tom- Thomas Harley, um, 2,700 for him, you know, he's not been getting the minutes, but um you know, he could get those minutes if Harley is out for any uh, long-term period of time. So, uh, yeah, lots of like with Dallas, I think, um, Yeah, in, in the depth. Yeah, no, it, it's a good cheaper stack. And I, I really think the more chalky version is what I'm going to probably say next of, uh, you know, Kadri, Zari, and Rasmus Anderson. Um, I, I do think more people will get over and attack Montreal. Um but I'm in on it. You know, I, there's two ways of going about this. You know, you're Lindholm or Zika, but I think eating both those center spots is kind of tough. Um, Kadri, Zari, and Rasmus Anderson, on the other hand, I, I really like it a lot. Um, 
So I'm going to, you know, that fits really nicely. I have cap to play with. I could still get in one of those premium pieces like Ovechkin or whatever and then punt. Uh, but I, you know, I could definitely find a couple guys to pair in the middle as well. Okay. Um, let's see. I got to spend up here. Um, let's go Florida one. Um, Barkov, Reinhardt, and Evan Rodriguez. Um, Reinhardt, 7,600. Maybe, hopefully, that scares the projections away. I don't know. They, they probably won't. Like, let's be real here. But um, in any case, I'm willing to play Evan Rodriguez at 56. Or where is he? Basically, even though he's 5,100, he's not on that top power play right now. He's coming off of what four four straight games of one shot on goal. Um, but you know that that doesn't scare me. Um, I, I think he'll be fine in the long run, even with the power play two role. Um, you know, as long as as long as he's alongside Barkov and Reinhardt, so let's do that. Maybe uh, Rodriguez is what makes me a little bit unique. Um, but he's still rocking, you know, forty-one shot attempts in the last ten. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's cool. That seems very cool. Uh, no problems with that at all. Uh, guarantee goals. Do you want to go first this time? Uh, yeah, I will take Brad Marchand, sixty-five hundred. I honestly might have taken him in the last week or two. I don't know. Maybe I took him yeah, Saturday. I, Who the hell knows? He, he was written in here, so I think it was Thursday when I wrote those down. Maybe Saturday. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. He took him recently. I don't remember him if he scored or not, but that's okay. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, 6,500 is simply too cheap for the guy. And, you know, Pasternak at 9,400 is a great play. But Marchand can totally, totally outscore Pasternak, which I think is sort of your threshold. Like, you know, it may be 40% of the time Marshan can outscore Pasternak, um, even in ceiling outcomes, which um, just comes by virtue of Marshan always having the puck on his stick and being incredibly talented as well. So, um, oh, I think it's, I think it's a good pick for sure. Um, I am going to go with, yeah, wait, hold on, let me think how much, no, you know what, who are you going to, do you know who you're going to take a second? Yeah, I will take a 4,400 Adam Fantilli. Yep. Thank God. I was literally going to say Fantilli, and I'm like, wait, hold on. That is exactly how much you have, isn't it? That's how it's really yeah. funny. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm glad I waited because I would have been really funny. I honestly wouldn't have been too mad because, again, there's like 10 dudes between 3,500 and 4K that I think are actually good plays. So I would have been fine to dip down. But in any case, uh, Adam Fantilli here. Um, he, he was the guy on the top power play, before, you know, for the last few games, last game, it was Roslovich. Now Roslovich is back out. I see no reason that anyone else would be on the top unit for Columbus. I even think there's a chance, um, they go seven defensemen here with Juracek back in the fold. Um, so like, you know, they, they could even shorten the bench. Um, Fantilli has been worth it as far as like the, his play on ice has been worth continuing to deploy as a coach. Um, and at home against the Pittsburgh team that, again, I want to target. I think there'll be a lot of fun going both up and down the ice, you know, offensively and defensively. Um, you know, Fantilli is just a great play, as, especially as a one-off with Voronkov and whoever the hell else is on his line right now. Yeah, um, I am I think I'm just going to be chalky here and go with Verhage. Everything's kind of – he wasn't included in your stack. Um, and, and to be honest, he could score and your stack could – to still get there. He was on the first power play last game. Um, assuming that sticks, I can't imagine it doesn't. And that yeah, would be with yeah. I agree. Yep, yeah. I mean 5600 for Hagee does seem really nice. I, the one good note on Florida is that like 
both their top lines could see ownership and spread the wealth a little bit. And you don't have to completely eat a gigantic stick of chalk, but I'm going to go with him and I'm going to, ah, man, I think I might just, I might just go with Dylan Cousins, honestly, top line, top power play 5,100. Yeah, I'll do that. I mean, he was playing hurt, but the rates have actually not been that bad. Um, He's just not really been fantastic. I think he could get rewarded in this game against Boston. Um, yeah, that sounds good. Top line, top power play for 100 Dylan Cousins. So for Hagee, Cousins for me, Marshan Fantilli for you. I love it. I was I was looking into to your ranges. Uh, I, I I don't know. I feel like it's just really natural to start with a guy in the sixes and, and go down. And I, I love Fantilli tomorrow. I think that's a really, really sharp uh, line that I'm probably going to attack. He's been like plus 280 or better, you know, plus 300 is probably around accurate. And if you want to know, uh, I will post it. I'll, I'll remember to post what we have on Puck Luck tomorrow um, for his line. Anything else before we get out of here? Uh, you can go watch the Bills and eat dinner, and I'll probably split screens with the Bills and the Islanders and Oilers. Oh, yeah, I forgot the Bills were playing. I'm watching St. John's get absolutely throttled by Michigan. Uh, it was a fun run, the uh, Rick Pitino era uh, for St. John's. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no right. – uh, Gosh, nothing else that I can think of. Um, so uh, keep an eye on Morning Skate, of course. Um, you know, the, we mentioned a lot of places where things could change. And uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter. I am at Fake Moods. DJ's at DJ underscore 94. Uh, he's the guy who's going to do all the line stuff. So if you follow just one of us, make sure you follow him. And also the podcast is at Morning Skate Pod. Uh, you can DM any of us to get in on the Discord. Um, a lot of people in there. And uh, subscribe to my newsletter. Uh, last week, I recapped the 444, it was, the, the giant 100k to first GPP. Um, and we'll continue to do stuff like that throughout the year, you know, talking about hockey or DFS or, you know, some combination of the two. And that is linked in the description of this show. Uh, I did forget to timestamp all of these. I did that last show. I'll try and remember it for next show. But um yeah, that, that's something that I'm trying to incorporate as well as we uh, try to continue to grow the Moyscape pod and, you know, uh, reach out to more and more of the NHL DFS community. So, all right. Yeah, Peter, yeah definitely. Final thoughts here? No, I just keep interacting with us and hockey and whatnot. I, I really do think that everything's been going in the right direction. Like sites are getting bigger on sites and they're filling and it's going well. So um definitely if you want to jump in the discord jump in we have a listener league and jimmy normally runs it so i'm sure if you reached out to him politely he'd add you to that as well if you want to see some of our lineups that we put out there so you know if that's something you're into and um yeah i don't really think there's all that much more just excited to continue everything we're doing and pucklock.com has been awesome with a lot of good bets i'll keep retweeting that and you know showing it and streaming and whatnot i'm not positive on tomorrow yet but Anything to be, you know, just this, I think this community is really, really getting bigger and bigger and bigger and it's fun to watch. So jump in. All right. Uh, well, thank you all for listening. Best of luck on Tuesday night from Doug, from DJ, from myself. Have a good sleep, everybody. And we will see you.